0: Chapters four through six of Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book Four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marian Martin. Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book Four. Translated by Alexander Roberts and William H. Rombo. Chapter Four Answer to Another Objection showing that the destruction of jerusalem which was the city of the great king diminished nothing from the supreme majesty and power of god for that this destruction was put in execution by the most wise counsel of the same god further also concerning jerusalem and the lord they ventured to assert that if it had been the city of the great king it would not have been deserted this is just as if any one should say that if straw were a creation of god it would never part company with the wheat and that the vine twigs if made by god never would be lopped away and deprived of the clusters but as these vine twigs have not been originally made for their own sake but for that of the fruit growing upon them which being come to maturity and taken away they are left behind and those which do not conduce to fructification are lopped off altogether so also was it with Jerusalem, which had in herself borne the yoke of bondage, under which man was reduced, who in former times was not subject to God when death was reigning, and being subdued, became a fit subject for liberty, when the fruit of liberty had come, and reached maturity, and been reaped and stored in the barn, and when those which had the power to produce fruit had been carried away from her, i.e. from Jerusalem, and scattered throughout all the world. Even as Isaiah saith, The children of Jacob shall strike root, and Israel shall flourish, and the whole world shall be filled with his fruit. The fruit therefore, having been sown throughout all the world, she, Jerusalem, was deservedly forsaken, and those things which had formerly brought forth fruit abundantly were taken away. For from these, according to the flesh, were Christ and the apostles enabled to bring forth fruit. But now these are no longer useful for bringing forth fruit, for all things which have a beginning in time must, of course, have an end in time also. Since then the law originated with Moses, it terminated with John as a necessary consequence. Christ had come to fulfill it, wherefore the law and the prophets were with them until John and therefore jerusalem taking its commencement from david and fulfilling its own times must have an end of legislation when the new covenant was revealed for god does all things by measure and in order nothing is unmeasured with him because nothing is out of order well spake he who said that the unmeasurable father was himself subjected to measure in the son for the son is a measure of the father since he also comprehends him, but that the administration of them, the Jews, was temporary, Isaiah says, And the daughter of Zion shall be left as a cottage in a vineyard, and as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers. And when shall these things be left behind? Is it not when the fruit shall be taken away, and the leaves alone shall be left, which now have no power of producing fruit? But why do we speak of Jerusalem, since, indeed, the fashion of the whole world must also pass away, when the time of its disappearance has come, in order that the fruit indeed may be gathered into the garner, but the chaff, left behind, may be consumed by fire? For the day of the Lord cometh as a burning furnace, and all sinners shall be stubble, they who do evil things, and the day shall burn them up. Now, who this Lord is that brings such a day about, John the Baptist points out, when he says of Christ, He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, having his fan in his hand to cleanse his floor, and he will gather his fruit into the garner, but the chaff he will burn up with unquenchable fire. For he who makes the chaff and he who makes the wheat are not different persons, but one and the same, who judges them, that is, separates them but the wheat and the chaff being inanimate and irrational have been made such by nature but man being endowed with reason and in this respect like to God having been made free in his will and with power over himself is himself the cause to himself that sometimes he becomes wheat and sometimes chaff wherefore also he shall be justly condemned because having been created a rational being he lost the true rationality, and living irrationally, opposed the righteousness of God, giving himself over to every earthly spirit, and serving all lusts. As says the prophet, man, being in honor, did not understand. He was assimilated to senseless beasts, and made like to them. Chapter 5 The author returns to his former argument, and shows that there was but one God announced by the law and the prophets, whom Christ confesses as his Father, and who, through his word, one living God with him, made himself known to men in both covenants. God, therefore, is one and the same, who rolls up the heaven as a book, and renews the face of the earth, who made the things of time for man, so that coming to maturity in them, he may produce the fruit of immortality, and who, through his kindness, also bestows upon him eternal things, that in ages to come he may show the exceeding riches of his grace, who was announced by the law and the prophets, whom Christ confessed as his father. Now he is the creator, and he it is who is God over all, as Isaiah says, I am witness, saith the Lord God, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe and understand that I am. Before me there was no other God, neither shall be after me i am god and besides me there is no saviour i have proclaimed and i have saved and again i myself am the first god and i am above things to come for neither in an ambiguous nor arrogant nor boastful manner does he say these things but since it was impossible without god to come to a knowledge of god he teaches men through his word to know god To those, therefore, who are ignorant of these matters, and on this account imagine that they have discovered another father, justly does one say, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For our Lord and Master, in the answer which he gave to the Sadducees, who say that there is no resurrection, and who do therefore dishonor God, and lower the credit of the law, did both indicate a resurrection and reveal God, saying to them, ye do err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of god for touching the resurrection of the dead he says have ye not read that which was spoken by god saying i am the god of abraham the god of isaac and the god of jacob and he added he is not the god of the dead but of the living for all live to him by these arguments he unquestionably made it clear that he who spake to moses out of the bush and declared himself to be the God of the fathers. He is the God of the living. For who is the God of the living unless he who is God, and above whom there is no other God? Whom also Daniel the prophet? When Cyrus, king of the Persians, said to him, Why dost thou not worship Bel, did proclaim, saying, Because I do not worship idols made with hands, but the living God, who established the heaven and the earth, and has dominion over all flesh again did he say i will adore the lord my god because he is the living god he then who was adored by the prophets as the living god he is the god of the living and his word is he who also spake to moses who also put the sadducees to silence who also bestowed the gift of resurrection thus revealing both truths to those who are blind that is the resurrection, and God, in his true character. For if he be not the God of the dead, but of the living, yet was called the God of the fathers who were sleeping, they do indubitably live to God, and have not passed out of existence, since they are children of the resurrection. But our Lord is himself the resurrection, as he does himself declare, I am the resurrection and the life. But the fathers are his children, for it is said by the prophet, instead of thy fathers, thy children have been made to thee. Christ himself, therefore, together with the Father, is the God of the living, who spake to Moses, and who was also manifested to the fathers. And teaching this very thing, he said to the Jews, Your father Abraham rejoiced that he should see my day, and he saw it, and was glad. What was intended? Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. In the first place, he believed that he was a maker of heaven and earth, the only God, and in the next place, that he would make his seed as the stars of heaven. This is what is meant by Paul when he says, as lights in the world. Righteously therefore, having left his earthly kindred, he followed the word of God, walking as a pilgrim with the word, that he might afterwards have his abode with the word. Righteously also the apostles, being of the race of Abraham, left the ship and their father, and followed the word. Righteously also do we, possessing the same faith as Abraham, and taking up the cross as Isaac did the wood, follow him. For in Abraham man had learned beforehand, and had been accustomed to follow the word of God for Abraham according to his faith followed the command of the word of God and with a ready mind delivered up as a sacrifice to God his only begotten and beloved son in order that God also might be pleased to offer up for all his seed his own beloved and only begotten son as a sacrifice for our redemption since therefore Abraham was a prophet and saw in the spirit the day of the Lord's coming and the dispensation of his suffering, through whom both he himself and all who, following the example of his faith, trusting God, should be saved, he rejoiced exceedingly. The Lord, therefore, was not unknown to Abraham, whose day he desired to see, nor again was the Lord's father, for he had learned from the word of the Lord, and believed him. Wherefore it was accounted to him by the Lord for righteousness. For faith towards God justifies a man, and therefore he said, I will stretch forth my hand to the Most High God, who made the heaven and the earth. All these truths, however, do those holding perverse opinions endeavour to overthrow, because of one passage, which they certainly do not understand correctly. Chapter 6. Explanation of the words of Christ. No man knoweth the Father but the Son, etc., Which words the heretics misinterpret? Proof that by the Father revealing the Son, and by the Son being revealed, the Father was never unknown. For the Lord, revealing himself to his disciples, that he himself is the Word, who imparts knowledge of the Father, and reproving the Jews, who imagined that they had the knowledge of God, while they nevertheless rejected his Word, through whom God is made known, declared, no man knoweth a son but the father, neither knoweth any man the father save the son, and he to whom the son has willed to reveal him. Thus hath Matthew set it down, and Luke in like manner, and Mark the very same, for John omits this passage. They, however, who would be wiser than the apostles, write the verse in the following manner, No man knew the father but the son, nor the son but the father and he to whom the son has willed to reveal him and they explain it as if the true god were known to none prior to our lord's advent and that god who was announced by the prophets they allege not to be the father of christ but if christ did then only begin to have existence when he came into the world as man and if the father did remember only in the times of tiberius caesar to provide for the wants of men and his word was shown to have not always coexisted with his creatures it may be remarked that neither then was it necessary that another god should be proclaimed but rather that the reasons for so great carelessness and neglect on his part should be made the subject of investigation for it is fitting that no such question should arise and gather such strength that it would indeed both change god and destroy our faith in that creator who supports us by means of his creation. For as we do direct our faith towards the Son, so also should we possess a firm and immovable love towards the Father. In his book against Marcion, Justin does well say, I would not have believed the Lord himself if he had announced any other than he who is our framer, maker and nourisher. But because the only begotten Son came to us from the one God who both made this world and formed us, and contains and administers all things summing up his own handiwork in himself my faith towards him is steadfast and my love to the father immovable god bestowing both upon us for no one can know the father unless through the word of god that is unless by the son revealing him neither can he have knowledge of the son unless through the good pleasure of the father but the son performs the good pleasure of the father For the Father sends, and the Son is sent, and comes. And his word knows that his Father is, as far as regards us, invisible and infinite. And since he cannot be declared by anyone else, he does himself declare him to us. And on the other hand, it is the Father alone who knows his own word. And both these truths has our Lord declared. Wherefore the Son reveals the knowledge of the Father through his own manifestation. For the manifestation of the Son is the knowledge of the Father, for all things are manifested through the Word. In order, therefore, that we might know that the Son who came is he who imparts to those believing on him a knowledge of the Father, he said to his disciples No man knoweth the Son but the Father, nor the Father but the Son and those to whomsoever the son shall reveal him thus setting himself forth and the father as he really is that we may not receive any other father except him who is revealed by the son but this father is the maker of heaven and earth as is shown from his words and not he the false father who has been invented by marcion or by valentinus or by basilides or by carpocrates or by simon or by the rest of the Gnostics, falsely so called. For none of these was the Son of God, but Christ Jesus our Lord was, against whom they set their teaching in opposition, and have the daring to preach an unknown God. But they ought to hear this against themselves. How is it that he is unknown, who is known by them? For whatever is known, even by a few, is not unknown." But the Lord did not say that both the Father and the Son could not be known at all, in Totem, for in that case his advent would have been superfluous. For why did he come hither? Was it that he should say to us, Never mind seeking after God, for he is unknown, and you shall not find him, as also the disciples of Valentinus falsely declare that Christ said to their aeons? But this is indeed vain for the lord taught us that no man is capable of knowing god unless he be taught of god that is that god cannot be known without god but that this is the express will of the father that god should be known for they shall know him to whomsoever the son has revealed him and for this purpose did the father reveal the son that through his instrumentality he might be manifested to all and might receive those righteous ones who believe in him into incorruption and everlasting enjoyment. Now, to believe in him is to do his will, but he shall righteously shut out into the darkness which they have chosen for themselves those who do not believe, and who do consequently avoid his light. The Father, therefore, has revealed himself to all, by making his word visible to all, And conversely, the Word has declared to all the Father and the Son, since He has become visible to all. And therefore the righteous judgment of God shall fall upon all who, like others, have seen, but have not, like others, believed. For by means of the creation itself, the Word reveals God the Creator, and by means of the world does He declare the Lord the Maker of the world, and by means of the formation of man the artificer who formed him and by the son that father who begat the son and these things do indeed address all men in the same manner but all do not in the same way believe them but by the law and the prophets did the word preach both himself and the father alike to all and all the people heard him alike but all did not alike believe and through the word himself who had been made visible and palpable was the father shown forth although all did not equally believe in him but all saw the father in the son for the father is the invisible of the son but the son the visible of the father and for this reason all spake with christ when he was present upon earth and they named him god yea even the demons exclaimed on beholding the son we know thee who thou art the holy one of god And the devil, looking at him, and tempting him, said, If thou art the Son of God, all thus indeed seeing and speaking of the Son and the Father, but all not believing in them. For it was fitting that the truth should receive testimony from all, and should become a means of judgment for the salvation indeed of those who believe, but for the condemnation of those who believe not. That all should be fairly judged, and that the faith in the father and son should be approved by all that is that it should be established by all as the one means of salvation receiving testimony from all both from those belonging to it since they are its friends and by those having no connection with it though they are its enemies for that evidence is true and cannot be gainsaid which elicits even from its adversaries striking testimonies in its behalf they being convinced with respect to the matter in hand by their own plain contemplation of it and bearing testimony to it as well as declaring it but after a while they break forth into enmity and become accusers of what they had approved and are desirous that their own testimony should not be regarded as true he therefore who was known was not a different being from him who declared no man knoweth the father but one and the same the father making all things subject to him while he received testimony from all that he was very man and that he was very god from the father from the spirit from angels from the creation itself from men from apostate spirits and demons from the enemy and last of all from death itself but the son administering all things for the father works from the beginning even to the end and without him no man can attain the knowledge of god for the son is the knowledge of the father but the knowledge of the son is in the father and has been revealed through the son and this was the reason why the lord declared no man knoweth the son but the father nor the father save the son and those to whomsoever the son shall reveal him for shall reveal was said not with reference to the future alone as if then only the word had begun to manifest the father when he was born of mary but it applies indifferently throughout all time for the son being present with his own handiwork from the beginning reveals the father to all to whom he wills and when he wills and as the father wills wherefore then in all things and through all things there is one god the father and one word and one son and one spirit, and one salvation to all who believe in him. End of Book 4, Chapters 4 through 6